Good morning. Welcome to the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. Today's date is July 19, the year 2020. The title for this morning's sermon is simply The Gateway to Heaven. The text is Genesis 28, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 22. Will you follow along as I read? It goes as follows. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled towards Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you were lying on belongs to you. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will, give, I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took some bread. He had rest. Excuse me. He took the stone he had rested his head against and set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named the place Bethel, which means house of God, although the name of the nearby village was Luz. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Will you bow your head with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we read the word of God. And Lord, it, it speaks of a, a young man on this journey, and he has this encounter with you. He called the place Bethel the gateway to heaven. And Father, as we are uh, here today, as we are listening, Father, we just ask that you would so help us establish our own personal gateway to heaven. Lord, may it be so, in Jesus' name, amen. 
I would like to get right into our text this morning by uh, looking for avenues that we might find ourselves in the scripture. I have a young man before us named Jacob. He's a young man. You remember being a young person? <laughs> oh, the things that I did when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, a lot of them I regret. I made uh, spontaneous decisions. Well, we have a, a strong-willed young man here. Uh, he did some things that... Uh, uh, Pastor Kay shared with you last week in the sermon that uh, he took matters into his own hands and now he has to pay the, he, there's consequences for his actions. And he is, he's forced to move on. Actually, he's moving on out of fear for his life. He's alone. Have you ever been alone? Can you relate to that experience? I remember uh, when I was in the service, so many people would call me friend. And yet, so many times I found myself alone. You might say, Jacob is having a wilderness experience right now. <laughs> He's right in the open on his way to Haran. He's on the hillside of Bethel and there's wild animals, lions, bears. Was he scared? I believe he was scared. I don't know how often you get to be where you're really alone and you're in a place where there's wild animals. Some occasions just happen to lend themselves to uh, uh, an open door for the Creator God to intervene. <laughs> there's just certain things in our lives that uh, we become more responsive to Christ. Jacob is in one of those occasions. His heart is right. The mood and his attitude is, is, is one of listening. Not telling, but quiet. A calling out to God like, if you are really real, give me a sign. The Bible silent in that way, but we do know the Bible does tell us that uh, Jacob had a dream. And in this dream, he sees a stairway from uh, earth all the way up to heaven. It's, a, it's an open avenue where angels of God are going back and forth. And it's a demonstration of, of God being willing to intervene into their lives. God. Being active in Jacob's situation, just like God is active in our situation. And God speaks. He tells uh, Jacob in, in verse 13, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, 
in the God of Isaac. Then he gives these promises. Your descendants will be numerous. <laughs> Some versions use the, like the sand of the sea, the one I read to you this morning said, like dust. Dust seems to be more numerous than sand. The dust of the earth, more numerous than dust of the earth. All people will be blessed through you and your descendants. What a, what a wonderful uh, a promise. With all of the things that he just said, it pales compared to the next promise, though. And this is the promise for you and me, too. But it says, I will be with you. And I will watch over you wherever you go. Isn't that a great a promise of the creator of the world who cares for you and for me? I will be with you. And I will watch over you wherever you go. And more specifically, he speaks to Jacob here, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done whatever I had promised you. Uh, we understand that everything is at God's disposal when he wants to get our attention. Isn't that the truth? It might be uh, uh, money, and most of the time he wants to get my attention, it's the lack of money. It could be a, uh, an automobile breaking down. It could be a, uh, a water line breaking at the, at the church. Whatever it may be to get our attention, everything is at his disposal. Often, it's a song on the radio, isn't it? Whatever. But there is something special about being alone in the wilderness. Last Sunday evening, I was in the, the northern Silkworth National Forest, <laughs> northwest of Bonners Ferry and just south of the Canadian border. I could see Canada. That Sunday was a pleasant day. Woke up, sun was shining. I was walking with it on my back. For a couple hours. Got to the, the next place where I wanted to camp at Hidden Lake and it was around five o'clock when the, the dishes were done and we were fed and, and it started to cloud over. And that clouding over uh, turned out to be a, a sprinkling which turned out to be a, a heavy, heavy, heavy rain. And although we could not see the, the lightning because it was north of us, we could hear the thunder. Fell asleep. We were all dry that night. But I got up at 11 o'clock and looked outside. Got out of my hammock got away from the, the canopy of the trees, and I saw all of these stars 
It was crystal clear, not a cloud in the sky. Wilderness experience. God has a way to show us who he is. And who is he? He's all-powerful. And he's in charge. Our text, Jacob is all alone. He's frightened. He's at a, 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 this a, uncertain state of his being. He goes to bed and uses a stone for a pillow. I, uh, I always marvel at what happened. A rock for a pillow. Uh, Kathy and I ordered a pillow just recently. And she asked me the question, do you want firm or soft? <laughs> well, Jacob picked a firm pillow that night, a stone, as a dream. And during that dream, he realized that the creator of the universe had a message for him directly. And he does something that uh, uh, afterwards that I challenge and I am challenging each of you to do. He wakes up in the morning and he sets up an altar to God. He used the stone that he used for a pillow. He laid it up as a memorial. Today, the avenue used by God will probably look a little bit different. He might use a rock. <laughs> Sometimes he uses a two before. Something, if not anything, can be used by God to remind us who he is and who he wants to be in our life. Examples are, are numerous of, a, of an altar. I don't I don't really have an altar. Oftentimes I come here to preach and, and we have an altar in our church, both sides. I, I literally use the altar of the church. Kneel, pray. But I don't carry an altar from the church with me wherever I go. Sometimes I use a candle. I oftentimes light a candle in my personal devotions. It's not a it's not a sacred thing, but it's a reminder. I love to see a little flickering, the flame go back and forth, and I can envision envision in my mind, and and it's like the the closeness of God is there. Sometimes I'm at my office. Sometimes I'm holding the Bible. To read the text. Sometimes I'm reading it from the phone. Sometimes I'm reading it from my, my computer. Sometimes I'm on the front porch and I be still and I'm quiet. And yes, sometimes kids walk by. And yes, sometimes there's a dog that barks. And yes, sometimes there's those ravens that make all kinds of racket. Sometimes there's a car rolls by. 
but in the stillness of the moment. It's my altar to God. I love the backyard. Most recently, though, I spent four nights in the wilderness up north. Finding time to be quiet before the God of the universe and allow his spirit to speak into our lives. That's what I want us to hear. That's where I want to find ourselves in the text this morning. What are we to glean from this? Find paths to stay connected with God. Find roads to keep Jesus Christ on the forefront of our spiritual journey. The psalmist, King David, he had a very special connection. He writes, be still and know. It's not stop, check your Facebook page, stop, see what's happening on social media. It's not stopping movement, checking the news. It's stopping and listening, allowing for the avenue between earth and heaven to happen. Psalms 46.10, be still and know, King David says. All right, it's God saying, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. That's our, that's our challenge today. That's our challenge tomorrow. And that needs to be the challenge forever. I have given you examples of how now allow me to give you the why, why we should keep this connection. I want to tell you why you should yearn to keep the avenue between earth and heaven open. It's called simply open communication. <laughs> I don't know. I believe we can relate to this statement. Open communication is crucial to relationships. I was trying to think of a great example, and the, the closest one I could come is Kathy and I, when we are away from each other. Uh, we try to communicate morning and evening, and sometimes in the afternoon. And this is kind of a ruined because of caller ID on our phone, because we use caller ID so much. Uh, my cell phone even gives me a picture of Kathy when she calls. So 
So I, I, this kind of ruins that coverage. This, this, it kind of ruins the illustration, but uh, I think you can get, still get it. Even without caller ID, I would be able to recognize Kathy's voice because I hear it. I yearn to be near her all the time. We don't have to say, oh, one minute, please, as I try to figure out who it is. Who's this woman's voice I'm hearing? I don't have to do that. I already know. We know immediately who we are talking to. I have to tell you, sometimes I, I get a message on the answering machine at church. And I'm trying to figure out who it is because they act like I already know. And I haven't heard the voice in so long. I have to figure it out. In the same way, our communication with God needs to be open. The goal with God is, is not to get into trouble. And, and while we're in this troubled state, we call out to God. Hey, it would sound something like, Hello, God. Are you out there? <laughs> it's been so long since you heard from me, uh, uh, but it's me. Do you remember me? You know, five foot eight. Well, I, I used to be skinny. Ish. Oh, man. It's been so long. Anyone, please. Sometimes in desperation, we might say, is anyone out there? Anyone, if you're out there, answer me, please. The problem with not having this open relationship and we call out, is there's anyone out there? There are plenty of anti-God people willing to throw something in to fill in the gap. with some kind of nonsense. But if we are, have this open conversation with God through Jesus Christ, without a doubt, we can't leave out Jesus in the equation. Then you know each other right away. You pick up in each other's conversation right away, right away, like, like Kathy and I would. The Apostle Paul worded it like this. Pray continually. Another version, never stop praying. Believe me, I do not crawl around on my knees 24-7. But I do keep this conversation open with God. I want his guidance. And I understand that there has to be rain, lightning, and thunder in the sky. I understand that. But I want to see God through it. 
this week starting right now. I challenge you to do whatever it takes to have an open communication between you and God. I understand you might have to start at ground zero. Father, I sin. Will you forgive me? Because what I want right now more than anything, dear Heavenly Father, is to have an open avenue between me and you. More than anything, I want to be able to have you send your angels to and fro. More than anything in the world, I want to know that I know that I know that you're there for me. Will you bow your head with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, our illustration this morning from the Bible is Jacob, the son of Isaac. And Lord, uh, he had some ifs in his prayer. If you will go before me, if you will provide for me, if you will bring me back, you will be my God. Father, I'm not sure where we are in our, our journey with you today, but through the, the loving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask that you would so help us, so remind us, so empower us, so enable us to keep this right relationship where we can pray continually. We will be able to keep this avenue, this uh, set up an altar, whatever it would take that we can come to on a regular basis and say, you are my God. I am your child. And whatever may come our way, I know that I am not going to walk it alone because you will send your precious Holy Spirit to go before us. So, Lord, where we are in this journey, we set up an altar. May it be so. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Till next week.